Welcome to the Client Stampede Podcast. Everything you need to know to get more clients, make more money, and have more fun in your business. I'm your host, Julie Guest. How to build high-performance teams remotely. Good teams become great ones when the members trust each other enough to surrender the me for the we. Phil Jackson Ah, I can't stand this remote working thing, groaned one of my consulting clients who runs a large law firm out of the Boston area. Zoom meetings are the worst. My guys show up in their pyjamas, unshaven, looking like, insert expletive, what the hell is wrong with these people? Ah yes, the joys of managing a remote team or trying to wrangle your team that have been remote back into the workforce. In 2008, when the economy tanked, I took the bold move to transition 80% of our New York-based team to working from home. It enabled us to slash our overhead and pass the cost savings onto our clients without compromising the quality of service. Actually, it increased the quality of our services because as our agency expanded, I could now recruit the very best people in their fields, regardless of where they were located. For our agency, this strategy has been a game changer because not only has it enabled us to offer our clients top shelf advertising services at less cost than our Madison Avenue counterparts, it has accelerated our delivery rates and our clients have the satisfaction of knowing that no matter what time of the day or night it is, someone on our team was working on their business. However, as with everything in life, there's always a rub. For us, it meant we had to iron out remote communication issues and workflow issues very, very quickly. Ironically, managing a remote team actually means more communication, not less. I learned the hard way the importance of needing to create a digital culture that mimicked as much as possible what it's like to work in our office and feel a part of an elite team. I'm sure that when you were thrust into managing your team remotely, like me, you probably felt like a deer in the headlights. Maybe you're getting more comfortable with it, but are you noticing any shifts with productivity, accountability, engagement? Have you decided to bring everyone back into the office, or are you still working remotely? Below is a quick summary of some of my key learnings, sometimes painful, at managing high-performance teams remotely. Number one, there is no substitute for seeing people's faces. You might be tempted to skip video calls for audio conference calls, but I don't recommend it. Trust is paramount in your team, and the only way this can be established and built on is by seeing each other. And you. In my experience, you can get away with just doing audio calls for about two weeks before the cracks start to show. Number two, establish ground rules for all Zoom calls. Calls start on time. Everyone's expected to be in the virtual meeting room at least five to ten minutes before to iron out any technical issues. Everyone should look neat, professionally dressed, and be in a location that is quiet with no distractions. Anyone late won't be allowed on the call. Number three, always have an agenda. No freewheeling it. Just as with a regular meeting, someone has the responsibility to take notes, allocate tasks, and set deadlines. Number four, have a minimum of two video calls per week per team. I recommend one on a Tuesday morning and the other on a Thursday morning. You'll be amazed at how much this will increase productivity. The purpose of the Thursday meeting is to measure progress on the goals set on Tuesday. Number five, if you don't already use a digital project management software, get one implemented as quickly as possible. We haven't found the perfect one yet, 
Our team uses a combination of Basecamp.com for a strategic overview of deliverables for projects and key information and Asana.com to allocate and track deliverables and ensure our workflow is as smooth as possible and created and delivered in a timely fashion. We also use Slack as an internal instant communication tool, which in short spurts has been helpful, but bear in mind that it can also be a giant time suck too, so it might be worth allocating specific hours where everyone's available on Slack. Number six, hold individual video calls with each of your team weekly. These can be just 15 minute check-ins and have no agenda except for them to talk about whatever they want to speak about. These calls, I've discovered, are worth their weight in gold. Number seven, as a leader, you can't over-communicate with your team. One of the best strategies I've seen used by top-performing CEOs is the weekly personal memo. I saw it first used by a client in Los Angeles who had 20 direct reports spread over three continents in 30 locations. Every Sunday night, he would write a quick email, two to three paragraphs at most, to give everyone a heads up on what was happening at the higher level. He would always end with something personal. He and his son had a great weekend catching a Lakers game. His in-laws were visiting, so he was grateful to be hiding in his office. You get the idea. This was a very powerful internal marketing strategy to build trust, and his team would walk over red-hot coals for him if he'd ever asked. The bottom line is building high-performance teams remotely is a learned skill and can be a significant competitive advantage for your business. Try implementing one or two of these strategies with your own team and see what a difference it makes. That's it for this week's episode. Don't forget to check out next week's issue of Monday Marketing Gold, your weekly e-magazine for more marketing tips, tricks and strategies from the trenches. You can subscribe for free by visiting clientstampede.com forward slash gold.